Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're back with another episode, another installment of Synonyms of Sound. It's your host, Dervin. And your second host, Tony. Yeah, we got yeah, it right this time, man. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we, we've got a we got a man, Sheed, on the call. Sheed, we're talking about a good good friend of mine. Uh, we recently, you know, built a relationship. This man is uh, very, 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 very gifted at what he does. I call him the connector of dots. He's wanted in a few countries. Mr. Van <laughs> Baron, you know, manager, currently manager of uh, a rising, rising, extremely talented group of artists with amazing and I'm sure uh, uh, fruitful personalities that we're going to hear more about. But uh, welcome to the show, my man. What's up? What's up, gentlemen? Um, I'm glad to be here. Uh, I was telling Tony, you know, after we watched the um, the what's the guy with the book Chris Rubin. that you had? Yeah, Chris Rubin. Yeah. And um, I, I, you know, I, I heard what he said and I, his story and just um, the lemons analogy, you know, and it's like artificially made and things like that. It was just like, yeah, he gets it. So, um, you know, we, we hung out enough to know that we could chop it up. So, you know, we'll chop it up to the people. Yeah, yeah, most stuff, man, most stuff. Um, I mean, yo, what's what's been going on? Like, uh, how, how has things been? Uh, I know things have been moving quite fast, but just how I've been observing the growth and the engagement that you guys are getting, especially out in the Brockton area and just greater Boston with VB. But, like, I guess how would you put it into words? Oh man, where do I start? Uh, it's 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 moving fast. Uh, it's, you can't even really live like like month to month. I guess we're just living day to day because every every day is something new. You know, it's always if it's not a if it's not a call, it's an email. If it's not an email, it's a text. If it's not a text, it's a a tweet. If it's not a tweet, it's something. And uh, things are moving progressively for us. It's like, it's literally brick by brick. Um, but the conversations with, you know, labels, that's what's happening right now, really. Um, distros, et cetera. These things take time. Um, and, you know, we're also entering in the uh, Web3 space. You know, Luke just dropped his first NFT. Um, did something with his two-year anniversary project, Good Evil. Okay. Uh, it went well. You know, we got our foot wet with that space. Um, Felix had uh, his two-year anniversary anniversary within Bloom Forever. Um, he's also been dropping joints left and right. You know, I ain't I ain't get not one ask if he should drop it, but they drop it. So, <laughs> so let's let the people hear it. And that's the great part about it, man. They're their own they're their own entity. So if they want to drop, drop, bro. You know, I'll promote. So, um. But yeah, everyone right now is working on their solo projects. Um, but there's also a VB something in, in, in the works. But yeah, we're just working. Honestly, that's just what's been going on. It's just work. So I had a question. I know you just talked about the, the NFT thing. And if I remember correctly, Nas recently did something where he's uploading his music lyrics as some form of an NFT. Like, are you going to be moving towards that as well because uh, you talked about NFT, so i just wanted to see i'll tell you this much um i only know so much so mm-hmm. my job is to be around people like Durvin, and i'm assuming also people like you tony um mm-hmm. i don't know everything about nfts i am 
I will say I'm past the beginner stage, but I'm like not at the intermediate stage yet. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, or maybe not. I don't ever become at the the highest expert at it, but I know who who, who is. You know, mm-hmm. you know. I know who is. I know who they are. And they're around me. They're my team, and um, mm-hmm. they 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 work on that. They they come up with the ideas. We talk about it together, and then we do what we do. But like, I do not know everything about it. So whatever it, it is that you know that artist did, um, I, I read it, I read into it a bit. I'm not all the way, you know, understanding of like it does it work or if it doesn't work. But mm-hmm. we're gonna do what works for us. So got it. All right, with cool. What, with, with what Nas did. And I thought this was interesting, but I also think it was an experiment. Um, he essentially is allowing people to buy into his royalties with putting his uh, his own like music out on uh, a platform. I think uh, the platform he did it on most recently was Royal, which is one he might have invested in also, which is essentially just trying to create a medium for uh, music uh, artists specifically to essentially like put out their content. Um, as an NFT or in the Web3 space or on the blockchain and kind of remove the middleman in terms of, you know, an additional third party that might have ownership and things of those sorts. Think of it as a new way of, of monetizing your intellectual property or your content in some way. And there are a lot of different platforms exploring that in different ways. And I know uh, uh, Luke hopped on Catalog and, and essentially, you know, had open bids on his project. Um, and that went well and, you know, was able to to, to get a win or close an auction uh, with uh, Ether. But I think uh, with the music space as a whole, right, it's just uh, the NFT crossover, the Web3 crossover. Yeah, I think it's going to give just like fans and listeners an opportunity on one hand to kind of like buy in to the uh, journey of an artist. And on the other side of that, it gives the artist an opportunity to uh, have complete ownership of what they're putting out and also being able to break off a piece um, of their journey to their, their fans in a unique way. Um, and their fans, as a, as a result, if done correctly, can essentially, you know, profit off of that too. So it's a, it's a new dynamic, I think, that's kind of like taking, taking a, or going to take the industry by storm the way, I guess, uh, art hopped on the NFT trend first. Yeah, we have, uh, we have, friends in the space that are doing well you know they're doing well and uh we have some friends in the space that are doing very well so we're around people that are doing this the right way because right now you know it's literally like what is nft or what is web3 blase blase it's the early stages as we know and everyone is mm-hmm. not for it and this is how it usually goes it's always full circle so eventually this thing will be something massive bigger than what it already is and then everyone will be like damn i didn't get in early or whatever and that is what it is but this time around i'm getting involved this time around i'm gonna be a part of this so-called gold rush even if it is in tech and um yep. my guys and i have spoken about it and we also understand like times are changing you know you got to move you got to move with with the environment to a, to a, to a, a sense and um do you think that's the different like, avenues um, yeah go ahead do you think that's impacted the way that you've engaged with the labels that have reached out to you slightly 
slightly. Reason being is because we we were always thinking <laughs> the way that NFT essentially works, you know, is how it, all, it how the music business should work. You feel me? The percentages don't don't really match up. Mm-hmm. Um, the artist usually ends up walking away with, with with very little, but also the artist needs to be very cautious of what he's signing or she's signing or whomever is signing in the beginning because those words do matter, you know. Um, but seeing some of the offers that we've gotten in gotten in uh, in the past few years uh, for VB or just yeah, essentially VB, it's it's wild. You know, we, we have so many examples, you know, the internet's here. Uh, my mentors have, the reason they're my mentors is not only because they're great people, but they've also, you know, just given amazing game in, in, in regards to this space. And they'll tell you things and you would think that, you know, years down the line that it would change, but it's the same thing. It's literally the same thing. So it's like you're preaching to the choir over and over again. But for us, we're, we're kind of at a point where it's like, all right, if this is what it is, then we'll have to just do what we got to do. Build leverage, you know, get our name up, create a brand, execute this, you know, properly. And that's what we're doing. So, um, but yeah, man, this NFT Web3, man, it's about freedom. It's about having the ability to just create and be able to really live. You know, I think that's why we, we do what we do. Hopefully, whoever, you know, is working and doing what it is that they like to do and they love doing it, you want you feel free doing it. And that's where we are. But we don't really feel free right now. So we're working towards that. So I like something you talked about building a brand. So, like, let's look backtrack a little bit. You know, tell me how the brand came about. Why the name? Um, what was the vision for the brand as you came up with the idea and inception? And what is it? mean to you today from when it first, first started first off you're gonna have to derby you're gonna have to tell tony you ask you gotta ask me one by one the way that my all brain right. processes that <laughs> all was right, a one lot. by one one by one <laughs> that's, good, that's good enough that's good enough the one by one what was the first one we're lucky to have him on this call right now he's already, here. <laughs> <laughs> he's already so the first question <laughs> is how did the brand come about like how did the name come about oh the brand, the name. Oh man. I mean, it would be best for VB to tell you that honestly, but from, um, the inception of it, well, the name itself, it came from uh, Seinfeld. There was a Seinfeld episode. Um, people can look it up. Um, but it was like the scene was something about, uh, I believe Kramer and these, these guys called the Van Buren boys. Um, but nonetheless, that's where, uh, one of the members of VB Giles, um, came up with that, using that name, and it was a VB has always been a collective. Um, and even before I came on board, it was actually way bigger than what it currently is. It's at 13 now, but I think at one point it was almost to like 20 something plus people. Um, and it was just a collective of creatives. That's really what it was. And then eventually it became this business. Um, that's, that's the whole name thing. Um, and what was the next question? So, you know, when you guys thought about this becoming a business, like what did you guys envision of it being a business for the group and for other people that joined the group? Okay, I like this because I'm about to really tell you, all right? This, ac- this happened on accident, bro. 
This did mm-hmm. not happen on purpose, bro. Like, no, nobody woke up and was like, yo, I'm about to go sign this, you know, NWA mixed with Wu-Tang with this charisma, that. It just, no, it just, just really happened. No joke. I started working with one of the members, Felix. Um, at the time, he was going by Lord Felix. And everywhere he went, it was just like 8 to 20. It was just always mad people around him. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, I, I'm always having to get mad people in to everything. <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, eventually, you know, you, you hang around with them often enough, and you start to find out things like, oh, you make music. Oh, you make music. True story. I had no idea, you know, St. Lior made music. I had no idea, you know. <laughs> uh, Invader, same thing. I did not know he made music. Um, <laughs> hey, relax. Um, he, he ain't know either. that's my lord that's my dog charlie um so the 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 whole inception of vb happening the way it happened is uh very like honestly it really just happened um what is uh it was meech excuse me not meech it was lupars and uh giles they dropped a project called uh, two sides. It's still on on all platforms. You guys can go listen to it. It's amazing. Um, to this day, it was still rock. I'm t- I'm telling you, man. They made things that were like we just did. Of course, the problem in the, in the space is always not having enough eyes and ears on it until you do. But um, they made amazing bodies of work since like the moment I met them. They would they would like dropping content on their own before I met them, and that's why I was able to go in knowing that like oh they know how to market themselves. Oh, they know how to put their music on DSPs. Oh, they've already started the process. Let me come in and help out with, you know, what they're lacking, you know, et cetera. So, um, I, yeah, the role is management, but I, I always just looked at it as, as them as being my partner, like each of them are my partners. Um, mm-hmm. they cannot be managed. I'm telling you, like they can't be managed. <laughs> I'm doing my best, but we, 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 we got each other. We help each other. Um, but I would say that we're all business partners and we're killing it, man. Like, you know, for, for us to be in certain rooms and places as black men and we go in as we are and we leave as we are, y'all roll up in a hoodie, bro. I'm in black 24-7. You know, it is what it is. And we're doing something way bigger than ourselves, way bigger than ourselves. And it's important that, you know, everyone just... You know, I, I, it's together. I, I'd have to like emphasize that, you know, when you say like doing something bigger than yourselves, because I, I felt that the first time I saw y'all live. Um, the first time I, me personally, I saw y'all live was at House of Blues, Boston. And I think, um, I think y'all might have opened up. And if not opened up, performed before Cousin Stiz. No disrespect to Cousin Stiz, I love his music. I know, you know, a lot of people, especially out in Boston, love his music too. But y'all were way more lit than him. And y'all had <laughs> House of Blues on tilt. And that's when I knew, like, the city, right, was behind y'all. Like, uh, and, you know, me, I, I, don't, I don't know all of BB personally, but I have a really good relationship with Meech, right? Uh, we've, known, we've known each other for a couple years. Uh, and, like, seeing, seeing, uh, seeing someone you know, right, go from here to here uh, and move a group of people like that, like control a crowd like that, it's crazy, man. It's it's crazy. Um, and uh, it's surreal, just, right? It it is an insane feeling. Just like damn, like seeing 
See him <laughs> spit bars. The the crowd. The, all it, all of them could, could spit. None of them sound like anybody. They all sound like, you know, individually they have a unique sound to them, and I think that's really dope. And um, I just wanted to you know, emphasize that, that this, the, the city is definitely behind you. Brock, and I say Boston, you know what I'm saying? And seeing y'all live, I, I felt that. I can't wait to see, see y'all live again. I'm looking forward to that, and I'm going to be just as lit, if not more lit. Uh, y'all probably hear Man, I appreciate that. Turn it down. I- <laughs> uh, I appreciate that heavy. Um, one, one thing I do want to add, though, is you know, there's, there's, you know, me as a proud Haitian, right? There's, there's some, some Haitians in VB, and I just wanted to shout them out because right now what I'm <laughs> sipping on is a Warriors drink in honor of that. Yeah. A little bit of rum by Right here, right and, here, right on your chest. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. You know, shout out to the shout out to the beautiful, you know, islanders, you know, the beautiful Haitian people, you know, the beautiful Nigerians, you know, the beautiful Trinidad and Tobago, you know. Don't forget Guyana. Guyana. Everybody. 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 Well, we're for the people. VB's for the people. If you ever ask, you know, who do we make music for? We make music for the people. Everybody. No matter who you are, what your pronoun is, we make it for everybody. That's dope. So, so what form of of music would you say that the group is um, known for? Or um... quotables, quotables. All right, cool. Quotables, bro. Hooks. You know, what? Dervin, give me a line. Yeah, 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 yeah. See what I'm saying? I put him. I, I, I Tony, I put him on a spot, and he knew it. I did. This was not. We did not talk about this because y'all did not give me any talking points for this. Y'all just said, "Come on here and say whatever." So I'm, just, I'm gonna talk my talk. But yeah, it's it's um. <laughs> the music, man. The music. We we bringing it back to the music. Enough of that Hollywood access, whatever Hollywood stuff, bro. Let's bring it back to the music. And um, it's the production is insane, man. I remember when we made. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna take it back to the most recent tape, Black Wall Street. That tape, we were in LA for that one, and um, it's always interesting how we made these trips happen. I always think about it sometimes. Anyways, uh, we were in LA, and that's when we met Aziz, uh, good man, Aziz. And they made this body of work. And I remember the first time I heard um, Foxy Brown. Foxy Brown. And it was, who who was, it was just, I was with Lior and I was with Luke that day. And I forget who else was with me. I think it was my partner, Millie. And we went to Aziz's studio first. We were the first ones there. And then I just don't, I don't like people not using their time wisely. So productivity is very important to me. So I can't be in a studio or artist where there's no music being made. Like it, it, this, this defeats the purpose of us being here. So um, I said, yo, Aziz, let's, let's make some, let's make some shit shake. And um, Aziz put a, that beat on. And I think it was Lior that went first. I don't remember who went first. I think it was Lior that went first. And I said, yo, y'all should just go like, Go, just go head to head. Just go back and forth. Because the thing of EV, it's like no, everyone thinks they're the best. Everyone thinks they're like the best. So 
I'm just like, yo, go, go compete. The thing about it is they just compete against themselves. Like, they don't even really compete against themselves per se. They're really competing against themselves. And then they already know that they're, they're as good as they are. And then they'll, you know, for, for you know, in-house fun type thing, we compete against each other. But that's how we don't even look at the, the industry. We don't even look at other cats, like, as competitors, to be quite frank. I'm just being honest, bro. You know, there's some there's some heavy hitters. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna I ain't gonna play it like that's not some some folks out here making quality amazing music. But when you're talking about in one centralized location, especially from a non, you know, major music industry market, Brockton Mass, they're killing it. Yeah, man. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Seeing how many people come to the shows, seeing how many people Get off of me. It's <laughs> dog, yo. <laughs> I'm doing an interview. All right. Um, what was so I, I saying? know you were just talking about music. So, and I have two questions. I'll give you one at a time because I remember. So the first question, whose idea was it to go into RV to like record music during the pandemic? Uh, I think it might have been E. So, all right. So there's 13 dudes in, in Van Buren, right? Mm-hmm. We got six rappers, and I say rappers just for the sake of just you know, they're all they're all artists, but six rappers and four producers, and um, we have three other members who don't make music, and one of those members is uh, E, and mm-hmm. um, E has this uh, RV in the back, wasn't being used. It was a, a, a space enough that could make the music, you know. Um, but we're also, like, we have to be outside. Like, we, there's certain things. Sometimes it's very difficult, you know, especially during corona, to just be in, at home all the time. You're not inspired. You're not this. You're not that. So mm-hmm. we were finally able to go, or the guys were able to go and record anywhere that would, you know, allow them to. And the only place that really did was the RV because it was ease. And um, they we shot, um, what is it? What song did it, did we shoot there? It's one of Giles's songs. We shot in that RV. If you ever go on Giles's YouTube page, you'll see the video. I forget the name of the record. I th- was it Pudding? I think it was Pudding. Yeah, it was Pudding. Okay. With Lior. We shot it in the RV. Um, I made a quick cameo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you just do what you got to do. Like, we didn't know. I mean, none of us knew. And both of you included didn't know. We didn't know what was about to happen. We didn't know how long this was going to be. And we could sit, you know, and we could hope. We could sit and hope and work. That's what we could do. And that's what we did. So a lot of guys were doing that, you know. And I think that was the let me let me let me run this back for you. We started making bath for press in December twenty nineteen. We went okay. to New York, all of us, most of us to go work on this project and then i believe COVID happened and then we would take trips we would take tip uh take trips to new york and i believe we were taking one trip i don't think it was actually december 2019 i think it was like uh either february or march of 2020 and we went to go do this body of work we know what we didn't we really didn't even know what we were making we were just gonna go work on music as van buren and then COVID happens, and like in the middle of the week, the studio's like, yo, you got to go home. And so, you know, it was a, a trip short-lived, but the guys did get some records out of there. Um, but we went back, and then from there, we just witnessed 
the news telling us what it was telling us. So we had to fall back a little bit. But a few months after, I believe it was like May. And that was like, I think, February or early March. So in May, we were like, yo, we got to do something. Like, we can't just be inside doing nothing all the time. And what were we doing? I think we were like playing games on the phone, like literally playing the Uno on the on the games for the for the iPhone. That's where we were. And I'm like, what are we doing? I mean, granted, it was low key fun, (laughs) but um, we decided to get back and work. We dropped Mo in the Benz. Uh, We shot a video for that. And then it was just from there. It just we just we've been we've been on a roll since, bro. We haven't stopped since. We haven't stopped really in a minute, bro. That's crazy. So, um, yeah. So Let me this, talk this, about something. This, Let me talk about something. Let me talk about the, go, go, go. how we made like the Baffle Press, bro. Baffle Press was one of the coolest things ever, right? Let me tell you why. Because we just knew everyone in the in inside of the studio knew that we were witnessing mm-hmm. like something like historical. This is when you see, you know. Kobe go for 81 or 80 or whatever, how much he went for. Or you see, you know, uh, uh, I want to go, I want to go a, a different lane. You see, you see a, a somebody that's working their butt off for years on something and then they're able to accomplish it essentially. And they're really talented. They're really great at it. And you know, they're the best at it. Mm-hmm. We were in that. We were, we were at audio Mac, bro. Shout out to audio Mac. Shout out to our good peoples over there. And um, yeah. they were just like haymakers in that studio. The mic, it was just, you just put a beat on. It, it, it's the most beautiful thing ever. It's like going to a symphony with rappers. And they're just making hit after hit after hit. Girls just want to have fun, um, looking for trouble. There's, there's records that didn't make the tape. And that's the wild part about it. How many didn't make the tape? If you could like rough number. Oh man, I'm trying to picture the whiteboard. We had this whiteboard and we were writing this down. We had about like, I think we had close to thirty-five songs. Damn. So how many hours y'all put in to get that many songs, bro? How many hours? A lot. Damn, that's crazy. A lot. Ain't no number, bro. You. I think that's the thing yeah. that we do in society. We be putting numbers on things. Sometimes, like, yo, just keep going. Don't even think about... Because when you get there, it's going to be... Like, you kind of forget at times, too. Like, I'll be like, oh, we did sure. that? So, um, yeah, it, it took a minute, bro. It took a minute. And uh, Bath of Press was... was uh, that's our life's work, man. That's just not... That's not just music, you know? We, we The boys I, said something, man. Listen, man, I, I, I was... I loved Bad for Press, loved Black Wall Street. What got me, like, really excited was the video y'all put out for Medic. That video, mm. you know what I'm saying? That video. Shout out to Rams. Shout know, out to Dan. Rams. Shout out to all of my videographers, Damien, Rico, so I know Colin, a lot of, Yes. I, I know a lot of people that could rap. Like, I know a lot of people that could get in the studio and make some fire. Some people. Me too. Might not be. <laughs> I know. <laughs> some people, though, like, in my opinion, right? They have a, how do I put it, a marketing roadblock. Like, they might not be marketable, per se. And that's important yeah. in our industry. Maybe I'm wrong, right? But um, no, you're right. after seeing that video, I was just like, damn. Like, every single one of them, in my opinion, in VB, is marketable. 
Like, yeah, all right, so all... let's talk about that. <laughs> you talking my language. You know, you know, you know what I'm about. You know, I love marketing. Um, business is my acumen, and um, I just go hard in it. But um, medic is a funny story about that one. But I want to say just overall with with our videos. Shout out to all our videographers that work with us, man. Um, and I mean, they really work with us. You know, that's a story for another day to the level of just, you know, I, I they know what they mean to me for real, because they've, they've educated me and I've educated them vice versa in terms of business. And they teach me mad things about the lenses and angles. And I'm mm-hmm. big into I'm big into into creative into creativity um, and all assets of art. So um, when I got the video from rams rams sent the drop box i love rams you know shout out to rams by the way um rams hit me by the way uh we we uh i got the video i got the dropbox link and it's just super long password i'm like anyways copy you can't copy paste i don't i don't think i could copy and paste it so i had to like write it out and i'm at the airport i'm always at an airport um i believe in charlotte i think i was and um I get the video, true story. This was like the, I felt like Will Smith in the pursuit of happiness when he's like in the, under t-shirt um, and he gets the job and he's just like outside, just like, yes. Yeah. The reason why I felt this way was because I was in the middle of the airport at my gate, about to go fly to Boston for this um, Bad for Press release party and Bad for Press drop in general. And, um, <laughs> And I get this video. So no, I think this was like a Tuesday, Tuesday night. And I'm about to go into um, or Tuesday or Wednesday night. It was project drops on Friday, party on Saturday. So video for medic. All right. This is what I'm looking at. I get the video and I'm literally like in, I'm just in shock how great it is because the version that everyone saw was the first version he ever sent. And it's, I, I've, I've never worked with anyone where it's like, I mean, I ain't gonna hold you. Some, we got to edit. We got to work. There's a lot of yeah, things. That's, and, that's perfect. A perfect shoot. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yo, bullseye with it for real. And, um, that's a rare occurrence. He sent it over to gang gang. Loved it. You know, we had, we talked about some things and then we went about it. And, um, the rollout for that one, the reason why it's like, there wasn't a rollout for medic video because we were pushing the album. We were pushing so much different things and we were the album drops. We have a group chat. We're texting back and forth. And um, we're talking about this medic video. We're like, yo, when are we dropping this? Like, it's, it's just, it was like an all day, all night conversation. And I'm not going to say who, but one of the members in VV just went and just dropped it. And what I mean by dropped <laughs> it, he posted it. He posted it um, and said, yo, link is up on YouTube. Here's the clip. And then it just did what it did. Medic, when I saw Medic, it was just like, wow. And to that, this day, it's still wow. Yeah, That's one of those videos, bro. Especially as, as, a, as, a, as an independent act, as we are, and how, how we're maneuvering ourselves in this space. It's like, yo, we could really go toe-to-toe. Yeah. We could really do this. So right because now, we, we watch these videos. We see what these other videos right are doing. They're doing it at the same little diner in L.A., we know about them green screens. They do it at the same tennis court. Like nothing is original with, with other acts. And mm-hmm. if people feel some type of way, if the shoe fits, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, it's just like, if we're going to be about the arts, 
let's be about the arts and let's really like do this. And, you, you know, be, being being a creative means you got to push those boundaries with whatever budget you got, with whatever budget you got. Because people be like, oh, money, money, money. Well, OK, OK. <laughs> you know, that's like everybody's problem. That's a universal problem. Money. <laughs> so you're not saying anything new. And people put that on themselves like excuses. Don't I don't rock with that at all. You know, the sayings that I live by, excuses are tools of the incompetent, you know, that's one of them, for real. People will, you know, couldn't this, I couldn't that. You know, sometimes you're going to have to tweak something. Maybe sometimes you can't necessarily do exactly what you thought you could, but you could do something. So, um, like I said, I go off on tangents, bro. Yeah, I asked to do this interview. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, this is what we like, man. We like stories. We want to hear stories. That's great. But I want to hear... Who's like the first person when you go to like the recording studio that always jumps in the mic first, is always ready to give you eight bars? Like, who's that person in the group? It's, it's it, okay. So that's a great question. And this is how I'm going to answer it. it. It's, it's different every time. It isn't like just one person. It's, they turn on a beat um, and then they're all listening to it and one of them will be like, yo, I'm going to do the hook. Other one will be like, yo, I'm going to do the first line. Yo, I'm going to go after you, Josh. I'm going to go last. It's, it's actually not hard. It's actually very... It's they're sandbox friends. Skip, they're sandbox friends. They've known each other for a very long time. Some of them are related. Some of them used to slap box. Some, like, they, they put it in the music. You uh-huh. know, all your, all your questions can be answered on Baffert Press and Black Wall Street. Out now. Out forever. And the reality of this is that it's easy to work with people that want to work with each other. It's mm. rare. It's really rare, but I've worked in spaces where people didn't like each other. You know, people hated each other. It's the first time ever that I'm working with people that genuinely like, they rock with each other. So it's a lot it makes, of dudes, a lot of personalities, yeah. a lot yeah. of talent. Definitely yeah. commend you. Oh, I'll I tell you, I appreciate that. Jack. I appreciate that. <laughs> Phil Jackson. Nah, man, I'm cheating. That's who I am. um, (laughs) uh, I'll tell you this much, right? The team is nothing without the women surrounding the team, bro. Millie, that's right here. You know, that's important. Um, Nia, important. Rico, important. You know, these women have really, like, been with us, rock with us. My mother, um, there's amazing people pushing us amazing people pushing us to get to levels that you know that we need to that we need to go and it's really a community effort that's one of the things that i really love about that going back to what we talked about with nfts and web3 is that like it's community driven and we really community driven bro like this is really community driven you know so um one thing i want to ask is with the success that you guys have seen now the traction that you've gotten the interest, the engagement from fans. Like, if you could go back in time to say, like, I guess a few days after your first show, like, what, what, what would you do differently, right, uh, moving forward from there with what you've learned and experienced now? Is there like our first show ever? Yeah. Like, is there anything you? Wish oh yeah. Um, I don't believe in change. Yeah, actually, yeah. Like the like the personal me like hell yeah i want to go tweak some things that i felt like could have been to this day i still think about certain things that like 
the smallest of things. So yeah, for me, yes, yes. Um, but the reality of things was the show went the way it went, and we have that to go off of at go off uh, for you know our portfolio. You know, we see how we do, and we work on it, and we do better. Um, and that's been a consistent thing with everyone's career as well. We just I was just on this tour with Lior. Um, he was opening up for Bryce Vine um, in a couple of different cities. And where we started, we started in Maryland, went to Philly, and then two stops in New York, and we ended it in Boston. And from him, he hadn't performed in a while, especially by himself now. This is a St. Lior tour to an extent. And from Maryland to seeing him perform, I remember in, in New York and then in Boston, bro, complete, completely you know, you see, they, they listen because, oh, we're, we're, we're not here to just watch you. We've heard you. We've heard these songs. We've seen you perform. Mm-hmm. You know, we know who you are. We're your team. And um, for anyone that's building a team, there has to be a, a that people need to be able to feel comfortable speaking to each other. This ain't no yes man type of situation. You know, people ain't going to feel fearful if they if they don't speak up. I mean, if, if they speak up, they'll be whatever. Never that. We all collectively work together. And for us, you know, from videographer to, you know, co-managers to uh, DJ to best friend. Yo, Lior, you need to. You, I don't think you should be doing that. Yo, Lior, you got to do this a little bit more. Yo, it, it, it was just, you know, tidbits, tidbits here. Bro, by New York. Dude was looking like a superstar. I didn't have nothing to tell him. If you could shut me up, then I'm, I'll fall back. You know? <laughs> so he did what he had to do. And that's the same thing for, for all of us, you know, including myself. You know, you got to tweak yourself to certain things. You have to, I think self-analyzation is a very important thing. You know, you know, we, we got these phones and we upgrade them to be better. Why are we not upgrading ourselves to be better? You feel me? So I think mindset is is important for us and, and how we maneuver ourselves because it's like, yo, am I going to have an ego and be like, how dare he, he or she tell me what to do with my performance? I'm the one performing. Well, you feel me? It, it, but it's not like that. It's, it's, um, you know, keep your egos at the door before you walk in the crib. Very constructive environment. It sounds like very, very constructive environment. And it's a fun environment. You may not be able to speak for everyone on the team, um, but I guess, like, just for you, right? Like, who would you say was a dream feature? Like, someone you'd absolutely love for VB to work with and put something out with? I'm not going to answer that, man. What are you doing? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's for the guys to answer, man. Listen, man, I know, I know, I know. But you, um, there's got to be someone that you you might feel like I right, like I think like you know them on a track. Honestly, bro, it, it, it's for me. It's we we have a we we talk about we talk about music all the time. We talk uh-huh. about um, business all the time, and it's you know the greats, man. Just the greats, and that's it. The greats. We want to we want to we want to we want to have conversations with the greats. You know, we'll take dinners with the greats. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you get my drift. Um, listen, I said we'll take dinners with the greats. <laughs> all of them. We'll take all of them. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love listen, it. Oh, man. man. But, um, yeah, you know, it, it's interesting that you say that. And, you, you know, because my role as um, management, um, 
I, I don't really look at it like I look at it in a certain lens. Like I'm, I guess when, if you're a coach, you're looking at other coaches as inspiration and stuff like that. And if you're an artist, you're looking at artists. Well, you know, in my position as manager, I'm looking at other managers and I'm very, very, very fortunate to be around some of the future killers of this business, man. And, um, also to be taught and uh, mentored by some incredible people, man. It, man, yeah, that's the, the story is writing itself out so beautiful, bro. So beautiful. The people that I'm connecting with, man, everybody that I've met, learned from, you know, even if we don't talk on a regular, they have, they've inspired me. And I've just been like, yo, there's more people that are, you know, like-minded. There's more people that are hustling and busting because I ain't really grow up around that too much outside of, you know, really my mother. But seeing, like, people really do it, it's like, oh, thank goodness that there's, I don't got to put the whole world on my back type thing. You know, there's more people doing other things for their community and for their mm -hmm. people and for themselves. But, yeah. So I know you talk about the mentorship. So, like, if you were to, like, Give spit some knowledge for people that are trying to come into the industry doing something similar to yourself. Like, what were some things you advise them to do versus not do? Oh, I got one. Simple. <laughs> Thug it out. That's the biggest one. Thug it out. And mm -hmm. man, I remember when I used to get that text from that specific person. I used to low key be a little tight because I'm like, I'm, I'm doing that. I've been doing that, but it don't matter. Because you got to keep going. Ain't no time mm -hmm. to really sit and bask in a shoulda, coulda, woulda. It's, you just got to keep going. Um, and that's what it taught me. Really, it taught me to keep going. That's my biggest advice to anybody, really. Forget the music stuff, man. So when you say thug it out, just to unpack that a little bit, what do you mean? You mean Unpack you know? Unpacking that is, you know, doing what's necessary, doing what's needed to get to where you want to go in life, you know? Mm -hmm. Most of us are not. Most of us, most of us don't come from a silver spoon. Most of us, you know, aren't being handed things. You know, there's some that do. That's why I say most of us don't. Um, but I'm speaking to most of us. And you got to just like, bro, ain't, I'm, I'm not going to hold nobody. Like, if you thinking that you about to win this lotto or you thinking that, like, what is it? Publishing clearing house is going to come bring you a big old check and say you won. It ain't happening. You got to actually work. You're going to have to put your yeah. dues in. And that was one of the biggest advice my mother ever gave me was put your dues in. And I'm very happy she told me that because there were so many times where I thought, like, my dues are up. No, it's not up. You still got to keep going. And that's what Thug It Out means. Thug It Out is this, this, this idea, this, this ability to go up another level. Because in life, there's, it's really like you're seeing and you're experiencing things at a certain point and level in your life. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you may think that you've seen it, but there's more <laughs> and there's just more. So mm. you just don't know. But if you stop, you'll never know. So gotcha. we, we keep going. So like advice, really like my, my advice is very like broad to an extent, but it's like really just to keep going. Um, so another yeah. question is that, uh, and this is more of an industry question. I feel like in the past, like owning your masters wasn't really a big thing that people were pushing for. But I felt within the last couple of years, it's always about owning your masters, owning your intellectual property. Like what was the big shift in the industry? Was it streaming or what, what kind of changed? People started looking at the paperwork. <laughs> people just started looking at the paperwork like, wait a minute. Hold on. This, this artist that's been doing this longer than I have is broke? Or this, this? It's like 
the information is out there to, to be read and to know, man. Like, it's important to read the paperwork. Yeah. And um, yeah. oh, man. That, I... unfortunately, a lot of artists, I hope, I hope it's not a lot, actually. There's a, we, we sometimes think that it's what is constantly pushed on us is the majority, when in reality, it's not necessarily. Um, so for the artists that, you know, did go broke or, or just having financial troubles because of deals that they were in, et cetera, that was enough, I think, for artists to wake up because it started becoming more public. Um, and there started, be, be, there, there started to get more publications written about, you know, that per se. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard for people to know that this is going on if it's not necessarily like written about or publicized about. Sometimes you may think you're the only one going through something. So mm-hmm. then you find out, oh, there's more people going through something the similar as me. So when, once artists started seeing other artists, you know, fall from grace or whatever it may be, um, they started to wake up. And, you know, we had acts to this day that are pushing a strong um independent narrative so it's simple it, it, this conversation shouldn't really even be had if we're being honest about if artists should own this or own, they made it like what are we really talking about here you feel mm-hmm. me if 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 i make this pizza i made the pizza mm-hmm. you know i'm gonna dish it out and i'm gonna give a piece of the, a slice to you know whomever but i made the pizza so how i look at it is just that like let me just get that pizza right quick. And I'm a, and I'm gonna tell people and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna dish it out a certain way. Like what is going on, man? We got, but these, it's these contracts, man. And I will say one thing that I learned about being in this space, you got to speak up for yourself. You gotta, you gotta let people know like, yo, this is not a good deal. You gotta let others know too. And, um, you know, know your worth, know your value. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. We, we came out the gate with, with numbers in mind of, who, you know, if we were going to do a deal or et cetera, et cetera. And A&Rs would, would talk to us and we would tell them and they would be like, I know they were like this. They nuts. We're not crazy. We're not crazy because we don't get that number eventually. So with or without you. And um, it's important to really own what you make. It is important to own what you make, man. And gotcha. You're trying to feed a bunch of people that don't even listen to rap music or you're trying to feed your team. What is it? I feel you. So, yeah. So my follow-up industry question will be is, um, I hear a lot of time with these deals, they give you a big lump sum up front and then people have an advance and then people have like three, four years, they put out five, 10 records or albums and they don't see no more money. So like, how does that really work out? Should you take the upfront advance? Should you not like, advice from that perspective. Okay. Um, I won't ever tell anyone what they should do specifically around the context of this conversation, because I don't know what someone's going through, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. So that there's that, um, in regards to, you got to pay the money back. That's really what it is. Like you, you take that money. If it's a lot of money, then you got to pay a lot of money back. Um, I think we look at things and we try to overcomplicate them and put them with these big words and all this lawyer jargon. It's simple. You take this upfront money, you can, you can have it, do what you need to do with it, but please understand that you're going to have to deliver these, you know, projects for us. And if you don't make it back on this first one, 
So I'm gonna need you to, I'm gonna pick up another option for you to make me back my money. And if you don't in a second, third, and if you don't, and it just keeps going and going and going. So, um, gotcha. Like you gotta know what you're getting yourself into. But again, I'm not going to tell anyone that they should or shouldn't. Um, mm-hmm. You have to know your business. You have to know your situation. Everyone's lives is, you know, everyone's lives is different. So, um, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. With all this, uh, you know, Web3 tech that we spoke about earlier, it seems that people are, uh, or at least uh, maybe not, let me not say people are. I would at least think my outside or like external observation of the industry is that there seems over time to have developed this uh, complex of, um, you know, taking kind of a, how do I explain it? A predator complex, taking advantage of some artists who just might not be aware of how the industry works and, that's a, to another point why the support system and mentorship around you is important. But I think uh, with Web3 in particular, uh, you know, NFTs and like it's it's proof of uh, authenticity or authentication or ownership uh, method uh, seems to be like uh, an out for folks potentially, right? Like uh, I think uh, folks are trying to get around the uh, unnecessary uh, contract discussions or negotiations or distribution deals that might be lopsided and, and things of those sorts are concerned about just overall owning their intellectual property. And um, I mean, I guess uh, the question that I'm, I'm trying to ask is, if there was an opportunity for you guys to uh, get everything that you needed uh, on some type of smart contract that you deployed on Web3 or as someone deployed um, and funded for you, right? Like uh, with all the uncertainties in the tech right now being so early, would you like take that risk you think? Or like, would you prefer uh, distribution? Like, I guess, what is the ideal deal? You know, like, what would that look like? Right? Can you even answer that question? I don't know. <laughs> if we could get everything we needed, you know, in the Web three NFT space, why would we sign? You feel me? Why would we? Why do you? Why do the question is all you have to ask yourself is why are you signing? Because mm-hmm. if it's money, and then you could go make whatever a plethora of money in the NFT Web3 space, why would I go sign? And if you're speaking, especially in regards to us, um, no, nah, we could do this on our own, no joke. We really could. Like, if we could do this through Web3 NFT, what? I would probably, I don't think I would. You'd have to literally bring a bunch of Brinks truck for me to talk to a label if we could do everything we needed to do in the NFT Web3 space. I'm so serious because we already doing everything we need to do in the current space that we're in. We mm-hmm. know our business. We know what we're doing. You know, this, this to us is trial and error. We, 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 we've fallen so many times and we, we, we get back up every single time. And um, there's so many of us around us. The team has grown. Management has grown. You know, the, 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 the artist artistry has grown and it's just not to the overall masses. And that's, it is what it is, but we know what's going on. So if we could do this in that space and it could fuel us for us, fuel us for however long we, you know, however we could do it. Oh, peace. You know, (laughs) I'm not saying that we won't, you know, we won't, you know, talk you know, probably discuss some things, how we could do some things together, exclusive licensing type things. You know, you could never, don't, don't leave chicken on the table now. So yeah, but 
we, we, we're, we're doing what we have to do. People be thinking like, I, I'll tell you this much. We've been independent since day one and we've done distro deals. We've done two separate ones. Um, I will tell artists too. That's an advice I would give you guys. Um, I don't think distros will want me to tell y'all, <laughs> but I'm gonna tell y'all anyway, is don't get married too soon. Go ahead and date a little bit, you know? Go ahead and date a little bit. And I'm re referencing um, being in this business. You know, don't be too quick to go sign these long, extended, however many options deals for your first deal. That's insane. Like, you, you don't know the people that work there like that. You know, get your feet wet. Try it out. If it works, great. If it doesn't, you can leave. Mm -hmm. So um, we, 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 we did it with two different distribution companies. And... We're free agents right now. We don't, you know, right now we're just, I don't even want to say we're waiting for the right thing because we're going to work and it's going to work itself out. But as we continue to work and we have the discussions with all, with, with all options, um, you know, we're independent, man. We're independent, not because we, we want to be, it's because we need to, we have to be. Like, you're not, we're not about to get no silly terms. You want to hear some silly terms? We had this one. Uh, look at y'all. I'm so happy. I'm about to tell y'all this. <laughs> Spill the beans. <laughs> Get the beans. Oh, they ready for the tea. Um, I had this, well, we had this label send this offer. I love bringing it up. It was, I'm not about to tell you who, and I'm not about to tell you for how much, but it was under, it was under six figures. They wanted a VB project. I think it was like seven tracks up to seven tracks. Um, like the minimum, excuse me, was like seven tracks. And <laughs> what, what has me laughing to this day is they wanted to do, a, I believe it was a 20-year license on, the, on that record. A you hear me? 20 years they wanted Damn. a license on it. And they wanted an 18-month holdback period. So for those that don't know what a holdback period is, I highly suggest you Google it. And it's so funny, the... Usually what comes up is from a website. Uh, I always laugh about it. But anyways, um, that whole back period, essentially, is like you have to get permission from the distribution for you to drop whatever, it, whatever else after that body of work. So technically, they could tell you no if they wanted to. They could tell you, no, we don't want you to drop until after the 18 months because it's supposed to be the promotion for the duration. Like we're going to spend 18 months. They're not spending 18 months promoting that. <laughs> but the reality of it is, is that they have these terms. And I remember we were going through, uh, we were going through um, options for our second distro and we were waiting on offers. And that was one of the offer. And we just, we all laughed, you know, you have to understand too. We, we are the people around Van Buren records consist of people that have either been in the business or, or, or still is in the business um, from being ex like executive assistants to, you know, handling certain things for a very, very high level people. We get how the business goes. It's funny because the, you know, the, 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 what is it? The coffee boy or girl grows up eventually. And, uh, they end up learning so much things. And from, I will say we paid our dues. We, we had the roles that allowed us to even understand and know this because this isn't just information that everyone knows. I mean, you, you can, cause it's all public knowledge on the internet, but the reality of it is, is we took time to understand it and turn to the space, work in the space. And, um, 
I actually, I applied to every label distro ever. Never got hired. And um, the first distro we ever did anything with was the last distro I ever sent a resume for. <laughs> so they ended up working for me. <laughs> That's way better, man. That's way better. Have the table way better. <laughs> they, they know now. <laughs> so what is like a venue that you'd love to have your team like perform at? Oh, man. Yo, you asking some good questions, bro. I don't do this. And I, and I think interviewers, like interviewers be asking questions that I definitely can tell that they didn't watch the previous interview that the person just did. Cause you just ask them the same thing. So that's why we hold back on doing interv interviews. No joke. Like if you go see, we don't really have them. We don't have any interviews, honestly, like that. Uh, we gonna wait, we gonna wait for that. Um, I might, you know, wait for me. Yo, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> what venue? <laughs> uh, what venue would you like for your team to perform at? Oh man, what venue? Crypto.com. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's a good venue. That's a yeah. good venue. A I don't know if y'all people what I did there, but yeah. <laughs> I thought you were yeah. going to say the garden for a second, but then I was like, oh, that was a definitely a way clever pitch. Hopefully someone, someone hears that over at Crypto. Get you over there in LA. All right. And my follow-up question to that, um, Durbin and I recently, not recently, we did a trip to Africa uh, a few years ago. And we felt when we landed there, like we felt the energy of Mother Earth come through us in South Africa. So if you had to pick a place in Africa um, that you, you and your team could perform at, where would that be? You said a place in Africa? Mm -hmm. We got to go to eat. We got to go to, we got to go to Nigeria. We got to go to Nigeria. That's All where right. That's where my boy Etanosa Okunbar is from. St. Lior, Mr. Lior, Biko, E.T. He goes by several different names. Um, you know, it, it's, it's important, you know, that we, we know each other's families. You know, we mm -hmm. eat at each other's homes. You know, some of us have relatives in different cities. So, you know, when we're down in Miami, we visit my grandfolks type thing. And, um, shoot, I ain't never been to Nigeria. I'd love to see where my man's people's lives. You know, I talk heard it's to the lit, people. bro. I heard it's Dude, lit. I'm out trying there. to find out. I'm trying to find out. So in due time, in, in due time, in, we'll, you know, we're gonna make our journey out over there, either solo or, or together. We're gonna, we're gonna, we gotta touch, we gotta touch the land over there. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Uh, an Africa performance for VB, yeah, a, a Caribbean tour. Right. Yes, you guys are Caribbean too. I'm with it. You guys have, you know, you just never know. You know what I'm saying? And like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident. There's a few folks, especially for my international trips and journeys, that are playing VB music now already. Right. So listen, uh, listen, man. Really a matter of time. Get the get the get the whales. Get the whales involved. You know, get the community involved. Let's let's get them involved with Van Buren. You know, we're about to be dropping heavier on the on the Web three space, the NFT space. You know, and um. <laughs> Yeah, go when, when 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 can we expect you know new project work new music new videos like uh, is are you guys like you know dialing it back for something big you're about to drop or uh, there's a bunch of stuff in the works that are just going to be coming out individually for folks or 
I can say, like, uh, what can the fans Sir, expect? You've known me. You've known me enough. You think I'm really about to answer that? Yeah, I'm not no. telling you. I'm not telling you. But what, because what? at the same time, look, listen, listen, listen. Look. It's like this. And I got to be I gotta be honest about this. Everything we do is, it's, 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 it's a part of something that we're building. So it would definitely take away the mystique and, uh, you know, the cherry on top, to say the least. If I told you what we was about to do, I would not do that. So you would have to see what we do. The amateur journalist in me has to ask. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just for my own. Not my answer. But we're always working. We're always working. Uh, you know, I know, I know you, you, you've already dropped, you know, advice for our listeners who might be looking to get into your space in particular, you know, talking about thugging it out and, uh, you know, pushing through. Uh, one thing we try to ask all of our guests is, you know, when you're, you know, working on uh, your method of making impact and, you know, uh, how, how do you essentially block out the noise? How do you uh, stay focused on the goal at hand, block out the negativity? Because you're, you're in the music industry and that's part of it. There's negativity, there's scrutiny, there's shit talking, there's haters, you know what I'm saying? There's support as well. Like, how do you navigate through all of that, separate, I guess, uh, what's um, the substance from the BS and stay focused on, on your goal? Man, that's a great one. Um... Well, I, I'm going to start from where you ended and move backwards. Um, the BS is always going to be there. You deal with a lot of, you know, there's people I've been talking to for years, you know, and I'm still waiting on the deal that I was supposed to get last Sunday and nothing. Um, you, you come to find out that words mean little to people, you know, and, that, and that, that's, not how, that's not how I was brought up. Words mean a lot. So if you're going to say something, you better deliver. Um, because if you don't, and, it, and it's, it's very like whatever it is that you're saying and you're not delivering on and someone's waiting and, you know, they, they, they make plans based on what you tell them and things like that. And then you let them down, you know, uh, I don't like false hope. So if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something. Um, but I don't think people think that way in that space in the entertainment space specifically, man. Um, pe people get comfortable, people move slow, you know. It's, 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 I will say certain rumors that you hear about like it being, you know, you got to watch it back type thing. It, it, yeah, it happens. It exists. I'm not going to hold you. It exists. So there's that. Um, and then you asked me something along the lines of, help me out there. You know, block, it, it's essentially how, how are you staying oh, yeah, focused yeah, yeah. on your goal at hand and blocking out and, you know, just so. So, okay, okay. So I'm going to tell you, um, I have, I'm going back into doing things that I love to do. I love to play pool. You know, I love to beat my friends <clears throat> at pool. And, uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you know what's mad funny? Uh, Dervin always talks like he's so good, and I've seen his <laughs> guys ass whooped so many no, times. But Dervin's nice. Dervin's nice. Dervin's nice. Now we gotta go play pool so I can take your money. Cause, yeah, yeah, I took the L with she, but she knows what's up. Cody trying to play me on here. I'm not yeah, when I'm in different cities. When I'm in different cities, you know, I I I'll find a pool hall 
I'll go with the gang if they want to go. If they don't, I go by myself. I'm one of them go to restaurants by themselves and eat by themselves person. Like I, I like That's I really too. don't care. That's um, me too. I actually prefer it that way. Um, do you uh, go to the movies by yourself too? I, I've done that. I've I always done do that. that, but <laughs> I, I, I don't do I like it anymore. I don't do it anymore because these movies that are coming out are whack. Like movies uh, that are coming into theaters are whack, to, in my opinion. I'm so, about to go see Batman by myself tomorrow. Can't wait. I'm hoping uh, that thing's fire. So I'm let's a, see. I actually <laughs> got two tickets to see Batman. I bought two because you know I wanted to go with a lady friend, but it's probably not going to work out at the time at this time. <laughs> But I also wanted the NFTs that they're giving out. So they're giving out NFTs if you if you bought during like a trial period. So listen, man, if oh, I'm wow. on a date tomorrow to go see Batman, I'm gonna hit you up. You could be my date. Tony. <laughs> right, yeah, hit me up. Hit me up. Hit me up. Hit me up. I'm down. But yeah, um, man. Oh, so you 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 said the whole blocking out thing, right? Yes, sir. It's um, it's man, like. We've been doing this for a few for some years now, man. We done when you when you when it becomes when year becomes plural, it's like, yo, you still doing it. Um you you get to a place where sometimes it's like you don't sometimes you don't want to do it. Sometimes you don't want to do it anymore. But you see all the things that you've done, seeing all the all the things that you've built, you know, seeing that there's just so much more work ahead, whatever work that it may be, but you've done so much from where you started, you are way farther than where you started. And to just quit and give up, that ain't it. So um, we just want to remain tunnel vision, man. It's just really, the reality of it is, is that like I had said earlier, this is, I have have my whys of why I do this, you know? Um, they, They all have their whys and our whys push us because this isn't easy. but we do what's necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, but remaining, like, I think nowadays everyone hears this conversation. I think sometimes people are like, oh, this is just like um, a good point to make in every interview. But I want to talk about mental health. You know, I do think that um, having people to speak with is extremely important. Um, not everyone will understand the space. Not everyone will understand the space that you're you're in. So when you can meet people that are, you know, they, they, they I'll tell you this much. You got to talk to somebody. You got to talk to somebody, myself included. Um, I, I, typical, typical story, you know, very hard to share, but um, emotions, et cetera. But the reality of it is, is, you, you, you have to, you have to share. I'm very fortunate to have, um, some people, not some, <laughs> I have a village of people, but I have these core group of individuals that, you know, they reach out to me. We, we speak on the regular. Um, I don't really have the time to go walk into a therapy session type thing, but <clears throat> I have a core group of people that I speak with on a regular that, you know, they ask me how I'm doing, bro. That, that means a lot to me, you know, and mm-hmm. we actually have convo. And um, having someone, well, even if it's one person, like you need someone. So I've heard people talk about like, <laughs> like I'm going to be, be by myself forever. And, you know, what? Like, yo, <laughs> what are you yeah. talking about? I get so, you, man. I'm just saying. Yeah, free. man. Mental health is very important for everybody. It ain't just for artists. It's for everybody. Like, Absolutely. what? I'm telling you, man, this you thing know, is like. 
in the pandemic, uh, I believe the past year there was a thirty three percent increase in in suicides. Um, and uh, uh, this past couple of six uh, six months or so, uh, a large percentage of that has actually been black men. Uh, statistic. I read that. I read that article, bro. I read it. It's it's uh, I'm, I'm it's really sad, man. I'm really appreciative of, of you mentioning the importance of mental health and, and having that support system and, and how how much you value that. Uh, I'm very appreciative of that. I've, I've, I've you know I, I just you know know some folks who've been through things. I myself have been through things. Tony, I'm sure you've been through things, and we could all agree. Yeah. That the support system goes a long way, and not even just having someone to talk to, having someone. To, simple as just listen you know what i'm saying it goes a long way so like for any of our our audience out there you know our, our listeners right now you're following us on social media things of those sorts you're going through something you know i can't speak for these guys but if you reach out to me i might not have relevant advice but absolutely will listen um and you know so if you reach out at any time i yeah. would definitely say at one point in time i was like too cool for school with the whole mental thing i used to just be like hey, everybody faking it blah 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 like, nah man nah man. this is not a joke this is not a game you yeah, gotta fake take it. care of your mental yeah, fake depression yeah, true. Because fake happy, at the end of the day because at the end of the day like you are the person in the mirror you feel me mm-hmm. don't lie to yourself so yeah. my whole thing on it is I live a very, I live a very interesting life in the way that I'm always on the go, and um, living in the moment has been one of the most difficult things that I've had to do. Um, because when you live in the moment, you have to sit and you have to think and you have to reflect, mm-hmm. and that requires time, and that's time that you have to give to yourself. But when you're always giving to some, to other people, you're like, I'll, I'll focus on me last. Uh-uh, can't do that. Because you yeah. can't be productive with those other folks if you don't if you if you aren't working on yourself. That's what I mentioned earlier about like yo we gotta we gotta tweak ourselves we gotta up, you know update ourselves. Yeah. And um, I hung I hung around with one of my buddies uh, recently, and uh, he's like in a rec league. Uh, like they play volleyball and stuff. And I always I ain't gonna hold you when I would be uh, I'm always in an Uber or Lyft, but as I would be passing by certain spots in like different cities, whether it be Chicago or Boston, wherever. Um, I just see people like playing like either soccer or basketball, you know, they got, mm-hmm. the, and I think that's amazing. You know, take time to do things that you love. Take time to do, like we talked about the pool. I, I like pool. I go play yeah. pool. Um, I mean, for me, I, I like the water. I go, I, I'm always around the water. Some way, somehow I'm going to go for a walk type thing. Um, I'm a big foodie. I love food. Um, but what I think is also super important too, is like every once in a while is call somebody and say like, Hey man, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Like, like you're super supportive. Like, I love you. Like I remember doing that to a couple of my friends, just giving them a call. Cause I, I, they know I appreciate them, but I don't always say that directly to them to know it is coming from me directly. My actions kind of show it. But every once in a while, just call someone to say you appreciate them, you love them. That could be the difference between them doing something really bad and, you know, feeling like they're wanted and, and appreciated on earth, you know? So just make sure you just tell people that every once in a while. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say this more of that. is very, very, very important. This has to be, it can't be one-sided. Um, I want to say uh, shout out to Charlia. Um, she is uh, an amazing friend to me. She also manages uh, Vintage Lee and has 
she's she's an amazing businesswoman. She just does a bunch. Um, and I remember she was just giving me sound advice on like things that I could do for myself. And that was like one of the first time somebody in the space, you know, was not asking me about when we're dropping the next body of work. Mm-hmm. You feel me? The conversations have become very just this lately in my life, which is just music, 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 or, you know, something, Hey, can you get my friends in the club or whatever? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it comes with the territory. I mean, it is what it is. We, we do what we can. I, I'm not complaining about it at all. It's more so just saying to the fact of the matter is like, if you have someone that is, you know, taking the time out of their, out of their day to call you, you also have to reciprocate that another time as well. It can't just yeah. be one-sided. Um, and that's the type of person that I am. If, if, if it's always going to be me doing everything and then it's, it's just pretty much 90, 10, anything other, it has to be 50, 50. Like everything has to be 50, 50. I got to turn the lights on for y'all. Give me one sec. My man is sitting outside. He said, turn the lights on. I'm confused. (laughs) 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 Oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense. You know, back deck light. I thought this man was about to put up an artificial sun like China or something. Have you seen that video, Tony? The artificial zone? Nah. You gotta check that out. Something ain't added up. <laughs> I gotta check it out then. Something ain't added up. But uh, for, our, for our listeners not uh, tuning in, podcast audio direct, uh, just a quick uh, intermission here while she uh, gets his light back on. Uh, sorry about that. So- so, Dervin, if I was to listen to, I'll be honest, I haven't listened to any of their music yet. But if I was to go listen to one of their music, which song should I listen to? I know which video I'm going to watch. But what song should I, like, kick off my um, introduction to the to the group? I would say that you should absolutely listen to Cult, right? Cult, Cult is a dope right. song. The video for Cult is also really dope as well. Um, I would also recommend... Another song uh, by Meech. And uh, uh, Meech is just, you know, Meech is someone, you know, I, I know personally, out of the group, know for a really long time. Uh, I like a lot of his music. But like Van Buren as a whole, like you can't go wrong checking out the cult video. Can't go wrong checking out the medic video. You know what I'm saying? They just got a lot of heat. Lil Haiti, you now shout out to my ICN. Definitely tap in and watch that video as well. But uh, my man, Meech, man, uh, you know, you want to hear some 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 music from Meech that I, I really love, you know, Pray, Lost Innocence, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes pain could be a drug too, all parts, you know what I'm saying? A lot of fire. And uh, from there, you know, all right, cool. that Van Buren catalog, you'll, you'll probably take a liking to everything in here, to be honest. Records.com for all your questions. All right. Repeat that. Repeat that. Was it? VanBurenRecords.com for all your questions. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, excuse me. All your answers can be questions. All your (laughs) questions can be answered. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure y'all edit that. Don't got me sound like a fool. So I'm going to say it again. (laughs) VanBurenRecords.com. We updated live so so they can feel the vibes. What? It's live? 
It's not live. Is this really live? Oh. Tell me to do it again. VanBurenRecords.com. Get all your questions answered. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.